Welcome, everyone, from around the world, since 1% of our listeners are from the Philippines. 1% were from the UK. And the Philippines. And then 1% was from the Philippines. You can't leave out the UK. Around the world. This is Jonesy. And this is Tara. And this is Cup of Jones. (laughs) Tonight's drink of the night is actually going to be Sprite because none of y'all even bothered to send in any drink recipes. So, screw y'all. Actually, I think, no, I think Holly did. I think Don, Don or Holly did, I think. One of them did. But other than that, nobody else did. So, the the drink of the episode is going to be Sprite Lemon Lime Soda with 100% natural flavors and no caffeine. Tonight is episode seven. Seven whole episodes that most of you guys have listened to. I I heard on a YouTube video from some guy, I don't remember his name, but he's like supposed to be some podcast guru, that most podcasts don't make it to episode seven, and that if you make it to your seventh episode, you're supposed to be pretty good. So what stops you from just keep making episodes? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't gotten to ask him. We don't him. get paid. I know, but he was saying most podcasts don't even make it to being recorded seven times. Oh, well, like we're going to record an eighth one after this just and so then, that we like, made it past seven. And then, like, they don't keep a listener, um, mm. you know, like an audience. Well, considering we have 1% of our listeners in the Philippines and 1% of listeners in the UK and we're worldwide, I think we're doing okay. Prestige worldwide. Wide, wide, <laughs> wide, wide. <laughs> So tonight's episode is called The X Factor. That means we are going to discuss our exes, our divorces, and co-parenting. So um, I know everyone was probably thinking it was going to be another episode on infidelity or Jonesy cheating. But guess what? It is not. Um, we're actually going to branch out and talk about some other things and some more lighthearted things, some funny things, some more serious things. Something besides Casey cheating because I think he's kind of tired of answering questions. Yeah, I'm just a little bit past that. Just you're a, tired of just being reminded bit. already? Every single day. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. So, in case... Anyone else has any questions about that? You can still send them to us um, on social media. We're still we're we are still doing the um, hot tub hot seat thing on Fridays, so um, we'll answer the questions there. I've had a couple people ask some questions about it, so we're still open to answering those. Um, and then the, we will have a couple episodes where we do um, some check-ins, and we also have an episode on. Um, sex after infidelity but that's kind of like sex period but we will address sex after infidelity so which we have had multiple times (laughs) in case anyone was wondering (laughs) wow (laughs) so anyway (laughs) back to the subject at hand exes co-parenting and divorces so um as most of everyone listening knows, we were both married before. Um, this is our second marriage. Dose. Um, For our Spanish listeners. Most people... Oh, Jesus Christ. Most people know our exes in some way. They probably knew us when we were married to them or have heard about them. Or if you're one of my friends, you may have been on the opposite end of a venting session one time um but all in all long story short we've both been married before um we both have been divorced from our ex-spouses for 10 years 11 years um and we both got married pretty young i got married to michael when we were both 18 we were right out of high school Um, so we got started really early. We had kids really early and we were together for, if we count dating and married, we were together 15 years. So, um, 
kind of weird. It was like I just went from living with my grandma straight to living with Michael and being married to Michael. Nobody really told me how to be a wife and no one really gave me any advice before I got married. Um, I mean, my grandma gave me advice about, you know, getting married early and kind of warned me not to and stuff like that. But I never really had anybody give me any advice on um, marriage in the long term. I think um, there were a couple times like Miss Jackie and um, our pastor at the time um, did, you know, the marriage counseling thing, but we were kind of young and it didn't even really sink in. I don't think it was just in one ear and out the other. All we cared about was getting married because we were in love and that's what we thought we needed to do was get married and have kids. So that's what we did. So, um, we got married when I was 18. I had Jacob when I was 19. Isaiah was 10 months later. Um, and then the girls came shortly after, um, Kenzie was in 2000 and then Carmen in 2002. So for the first, we got married in 96. So for the first five or six years, um, I was pregnant every year for the first five years. So that was all I knew was being pregnant and that's really all he knew was Tara pregnant so we really didn't even really get to know each other and focus on being married and all the you know real things of marriage because we kind of just jumped in feet first and decided to or decided to start having babies and it just went from there so um we were together for a long time a lot longer than most people thought we would be um I remember that whenever we got engaged um, there was an actual bet, shout out to Natalie on this one, that we wouldn't make it past, I think, six months is what the the thing, the time frame was. I think, if I'm wrong, Natalie, correct me, because I think it was we wouldn't make it past six months. Um, and we made it for 15 years roundabout, with if you count dating. Um, so I think we did pretty good. Um, especially for being married so early and having kids so early. Um, I mean, he was a good husband and I was a good wife, but it was nothing extravagant. We just kind of went through the motions. Um, we didn't really know the true definition of being good husband and wives. So when you're 18, he was a great 18 year old husband and I was a great 18 year old wife, I guess is how you would say it. Um, we're now in our 40s and we would probably both say that we were mediocre if we had to rate each other. I don't know how he would say it. I did ask Michael if he wanted to be on this podcast to call in and he um, respectfully declined. <laughs> but um, I mean, he was given the option. Well, I didn't ask my ex. So. <laughs> I don't mind asking Michael. I mean, me and Michael have a pretty civil relationship. We've raised four kids together. So... I mean, you know, it's been 22 years. So we're, we, I mean, in our, we've been divorced for 10 years. So I, I didn't mind him wanting, if he would wanted to be in, I wouldn't have mind his opinion or anything like that. I wasn't really worried about, about it now as much as I would have been when we were going through our divorce. But anyway, um, I'm sure he would say that we both could have done a lot better by each other, but we did as best as we could. And we did what we knew how to do and just Make literally, babies. we made a lot of babies. Um, so yeah, we had sex. That was probably what we thought we were supposed to do at 18. Um, like y'all didn't even eat. <laughs> we just had kids, raised kids, and then just kind of just stayed afloat as long as we could, um, as best as we could until, um, things kind of got rocky, um, there was infidelity in my first marriage, um, but, and it was on both of our parts. It wasn't just him and it wasn't just me. Both of us were unfaithful. Um, and then after that is kind of whenever we became emotionally detached and just went through the motions more than anything and the arguing and all that good stuff started and it just got to the point where it was affecting the kids. And I think we were really trying to stay together more for the kids than anything, but then it started to affect them. 
So when we started getting, you know, phone calls about one of the kids um, having anxiety when it was time to come home from school and stuff like that, we kind of knew then that it was, you know, time to either get our shit straight or divorce. Um, And I will say Michael absolutely did not want a divorce. Um, He was very much against a divorce. And I didn't feel as though that we could stay together and be successful because our marriage had gotten way too out of hand for me. Um, Some things that went on were just way too far. So um, I didn't think it could be repaired. He really did. He did not want a divorce. He actually went all out trying to get me to come home and get me to change my mind and all that stuff. And I just didn't. I was kind of done. So, um... That's about where we left off and when the divorce thing started. Um, You want to do yours? Yeah, so mine is definitely not that long. (laughs) Um, I got married at 22, I think. 21, maybe. 22. Um, Heather was 18 or 19 at the time. Um, We kind of hurried up and got married. We were dating for probably six months or so. Eight months, maybe. Um, we kind of hurry up and got married we were pregnant with Gavin um, some of you that don't know me or or don't know my ex or my story um, we have a little boy Gavin um, who has Down Syndrome and so for us to be both completely young um, getting married for kind of the wrong reason I mean I guess it's the right reason if you know she got pregnant so you marry and take care of her but you know the wrong reason having a child with a disability was even worse and even harder because we were so young and the chances to have a child with down syndrome at our ages was like i think they told us like one in a hundred thousand or something crazy like that um so we were married for five years um it was not the greatest marriage we did physical therapy, speech therapy, and occupational therapy three or four times a week um, with Gavin. So we kind of fell to the wayside as far as as a married couple. We did things on our on our own. Um, I worked full time and she stayed at home with Gavin. And so we were both trying to finish school. I was working. Plus we had a child with Down syndrome that we were trying to raise. Um, our marriage wasn't the best or the greatest, but also at the same time, it could have been a lot worse. Um, and then we ended up getting divorced. We separated twice. Um, we did have infidelity on, in our marriage. Um, but we ended up getting separated. We ended up getting divorced. Um, since we've been divorced, we've not seen Gavin in... Seven years. Seven or eight years now. Um, I try to call him almost every day, um, but it gets to a point to where, you know, that she doesn't answer the phone or let me talk to him. Um, it just gets a little rough. Um, so that's my story. Yeah, so we have totally different experiences with our exes. Um, my experience with Michael and the divorce and co-parenting Um, It started out rocky. I mean, it was a divorce. So, you know, no divorce goes smoothly. Um, It started out rocky, but eventually we both came to our senses um, and had to go to mediation. But we agreed on, you know, one week, one week. We both lived in Ironton, so it wasn't really hard. We just, they went to my house one week and they went to his house another week. And same school, same everything, nothing really changed. And that worked really well for a long time. And then me and Casey moved to Columbus and the girls wanted to come. The boys were given the decision and they wanted to stay with Michael. So they stayed there. And then we moved back because it was just too hard trying yeah, to Yeah, we were, we were driving like, we were driving to Ironton to and, track meets and yeah. football games. And it was literally, we were driving here like three times a week. So we just went ahead and moved back to Ironton. And when we did that, um, I think at the time Michael was living... Wheelersburg. Wheelersburg. So we still did shared parenting the entire time. We just made it work. Um, It wasn't anything. It wasn't 
we didn't hate each other. So it kind of just, you know, once we got the divorce out of the way and it was apparent that we were going to have to co-parent and that the more we acted like assholes, the more the kids suffered. We just kind of even just, it is what it is. We co-parented. We talked when we needed to about the kids and that was about it. Um, We started out with trying to be friends, but that didn't work because um, I had KC, which obviously he didn't appreciate me being friends with my ex. And then Michael... It wasn't um, that, just he called every day so much about the dumbest things. Well, because we were newly going through divorce and he didn't want to go. He didn't want a divorce. So I'm sure he was putting forth a lot of effort. Mm and trying to get his wife back. He was trying to save his marriage or whatever, but he did call a lot. Um, he called a lot. I talked to him a lot. We would literally go for walks in case he would get so mad. And it would be, he, I, looking back on it now, it definitely was, um, we were way too close to be going through a divorce and for me to have a boyfriend. So I think people were even confused about that because I remember times where he would comment on my Facebook, I love you. And then KC would go right underneath there and be like, I love you more. Like, I mean, it was just, it was so fucked up. Now I'm thinking about it. It's like, just what in the hell? But anyway, um, me and Michael were close. So we didn't have really that traumatic co-parenting experience until he got married then he decided he wanted custody i didn't was not going to give up custody of my kids so we had to go to court for um mediation and that's when it was kind of we just came up with one week one week and that's what we did he never had to pay child support i never had to pay child support um we just provided for the kids if the kids needed something um, and I couldn't get it or I needed help. I would call him. He would help if, um, he needed, some, if they, if they needed something and, you know, they were with him, he would call me. We would just, it, it is whatever. Um, Carmen lives with him now, as most of you know. Um, she decided she wanted to stay in Ohio and he was there. So he's had her for a year now. Um, and the kind of way we do it is if Carmen needs something, Carmen lets me know. Um, I'd send her the money or whatever it is she needs. Um, but there's no formal child support in place. There's no formal conversation between me and Michael that has to happen. Um, for us, it's just more we do what we have to do for our kids. And that's completely way different in my situation. Too. Yeah, than it is for you. Your so, situation. So we still good. have child support to pay. Yeah. Uh, even though we've not seen him in seven years. Um, the house that I bought out of high school, I gave to her, um, with the understanding that she would get it in her name, um, after she finished nursing school. That was nine years ago. That still hasn't happened. She's finished nursing school. Oh yeah. But I'm saying <laughs> like, it's been, we've been divorced like 10 years. That still never happened. Um, like I said, we've not seen Gavin in seven years and that's not because of us. At all, no. That's because um, I would drive even all the way from Columbus to um, Fairland. So about three hours to get him on our visitation days and stay at my parents. And they would take him out of the back door um, with her mom. Or she would pick him up early. Or she would pick them up early. Or when I would get there, they would need my driver's license and car insurance and a blood sample. You know, to make sure that I was his father, even though that's where I graduated high school. And I knew about 95% of the administrators. Um, So, yeah, we still owe child support or I still owe child support. I say we, but I still owe child support um, for him. Um, There's never been a phone call asking if he needed anything. Um, She is also the same person that would take clothes off of him. Yeah. And send him Remember in like that? in trashy like in clothes, clothes, clothes that barely fit him. Yeah. Because she said that we would never give the clothes back. It, she's it, And I honestly can remember one time that I actually forgot a t-shirt. Like yeah. I forgot the shirt and the next time I drove to my parents' house, I put it in their mailbox or on their front porch or something. She's never been civil at all. 
ever. Not once. Yeah, I Not can, one single solitary time. I can honestly say, and I've never went out of my way to be civil with her. I mean, she's made some comments sometimes that are even like racist comments about him being um, around black people and um, in the house with, you know, black folks or, you know, not even using that kind of a word, but she's made some things. She's called me trash. She's, you know, said some things to me. So I've definitely never bent over backwards to kiss her ass. But at the same time, um, she's just never been civil with you. Yeah. And I don't understand how 10 years later, anyone can just still be so angry. And she's remarried and has another child um, with her husband. I did meet her husband once. Um... When my mom passed, they did bring Gavin to the hospital, which had been the first time that I had seen him in seven years um, to the hospital. And he came. And so she wanted to be the one to take Gavin in the room. She didn't want me to have any alone time with him because he could get confused, which I didn't understand until after they left. Um, He actually called the other guy dad, um, which my mom's dying that happened I was literally ready to to die myself but the guy seems to be very nice um I think that Tara would say the same thing about Jen um what not trying that Jen is nice Jen so Jen is nice to my children she tolerates them she's never they have never said to me anything to make me feel as though they've been unsafe around her um me and Jen haven't always gotten along not gonna lie um there's been a couple times where you know there have been arguments and threats and all that stuff um but we really don't interact we don't have to um my kids are older so it's it's through me and the kids or Michael and the kids or me and Michael we don't have to have a relationship or even really interact. But when I have interacted with her, once the ugliness of the divorce and the custody stuff was over, it's been perfectly fine. I mean, people probably wouldn't even... Hey, we've even been to dinner. Yeah, people wouldn't even assume that that is my ex-husband's wife. We have invited them to go on cruises. Vacations. Yeah, because... Everything. Yeah. I mean, I could honestly say that I can be in the same room with Michael and Jen and not have a bad feeling at all towards either of them. And I don't either. The only thing that I ever worry about is sometimes the kids kind of... It gets awkward for them. Um, because they are close to me. And of course, he is their father. Right. Um, it does get kind of awkward. So I know that there's been a few times that Jacob has invited me like, like, hey, are you still going to come to the football game? My dad's coming. And I've actually, dec- like, not, like, formally declined, but I didn't go. Um, just for the sheer fact, like, one, I didn't want him to choose, like, who do I go eat dinner with after the game? I didn't want to be a third wheel. I didn't want to take away from Michael's time or my time. So I just, that's how I usually do it. So, yeah, we went out to eat together, me, you, Michael, Jen, and Jacob, Isaiah, Isaiah's girlfriend, and Jacob's girlfriend, after one of Jacob's football games, or something, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. We went it was after to, um, the blue and gold game. Yeah, we went out to eat, and it was perfectly fine. I mean, there's usually a conversation, we'll laugh across the table or whatever, and it's fine. There's no drama, no nothing. Um, because it's been 10 years and we're kind of over all of that. We've both moved on and it's, you know, it is what it is. We're both happy and there's no reason to be upset with each other. It just didn't work out. I just don't understand why yours can't be that easy. And I feel bad for you. Like Satan is not a nice person. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I feel bad. I'm sure that I was not the perfect husband. You were not. You were, wait, 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 wait. I'm going to go ahead and play devil's advocate here and speak for Heather on behalf of this. You were a shitty husband to her. I was not a very good husband at, at all. all. Right. But one thing that I was, was an incredible, incredible father. And still would be today. And I try to be that way with my stepkids, who I do not call my stepkids. That's probably literally the first time the first I've ever time said ever stepkids. stepkids. Um, with the kids. Um... But I always try to have my guard up around them because they do have a dad. And I know how it felt when 
Gavin said, Dada, to the other guy, I wanted to die. So I completely understand that. And I try to give him or try to respectfully step out of the way, I guess. Well, he didn't just call the other guy dad. He called you sir. Yeah, he called me sir also. But So it's kind of that right there was like the clear designation of who he thought was dad and yeah. who he thought was a stranger. And it's weird because... I joke around and tell KC all the time that Heather's new husband looks like KC. Like, there's pictures of Heather's new husband and pictures of KC that I have. They literally look like they could be brothers. Mm-hmm. KC now doesn't look a thing like him. KC has a beard and longer hair. But when KC had his hair shaved and wore the glasses and didn't have all that facial hair, you and... Is his name Taylor? Yeah. You and Taylor looked a lot alike. So either Heather does have a type... Or, I don't know, but I can see why Gavin would assume. But at the same time, I can't. Because had he still been allowed to come around and still be around his father, then he would clearly know that there's dad and there's Taylor. And Gavin loved, loved his siblings. Yes. I mean, him and Carmen were, well, probably not because she didn't want to be inseparable, <laughs> because he didn't want to be inseparable from from Carmen. He loved Jake my was, kids. Jake and Kenzie were the same way. Yeah. Isaiah, not so much. Isaiah was like, Always please get loner. away with me. Yeah, because yeah. he's the loner. But Gavin and Carmen, geez, literally, like, best big sister in the world. So it's like it the other not too long ago Carmen found a toy of Gavin's. Yeah. That Woody Carmen doll. had a Toy Story Woody doll from mm-hmm. when Gavin was probably like five or six. Yeah. Um, so seven or eight years ago. And he left it at our house and Carmen has always had it. And Carmen actually gave it to Jonesy the last time she saw him yeah. a couple months ago. And like they always were really close. They always took care of Gavin. They always, you know, made sure that he was safe and they would play and they were so careful with him and he like loved them. So when she kept Gavin away from KC, she wasn't just hurting KC and I'm sure she didn't care who she was hurting, but you know, the kids kind of suffered for a while too. They didn't understand why Gavin wasn't coming around and they didn't understand, um, you know, why we weren't going to go pick him up or why we weren't celebrating his birthday and stuff like that until they got older. And now they completely get it. And, you know, they, they've seen and heard texts and conversations between you and Heather and they kind of, now it's just, they, they know how it is, but, um, your co-parenting experience definitely has not been anything like my co-parenting experience. I've been rather blessed to have my co-parenting experience. So, um, all right. So we had a couple of questions written down that we wanted to go over and maybe you guys can ask yourself the same questions if you've been through this or going through this. But so I'll ask Tara first, um, and we'll both answer. So (laughs) marrying early, I think you've already went over that one, Mm -hmm. um, and advice. Um, did anyone give me advice? Yeah, did anyone besides Martha? My grandma. Um, my grandmother told me when I got married, you never know anybody until you divorce them. So I don't know if she kind of knew then that it just wasn't going to work or if she was saying, you know, what you think of this man or what you think you know, you think you're in love. You never really know this man until you're not in a romantic relationship and things aren't going so good or whatever. But that was her first advice that she ever gave me. Um, besides you've lost your fucking mind. And I think she even threatened to whoop my ass a couple times if I got married early, but no, no one ever gave me any advice. The only advice, well, not even advice was, um, from my old high school friend, Ricky offered to give me the keys to his car and said, you only have to bring it back. <laughs> That's the only advice that I've got. Um, So what are three lessons that you learned in your divorce? Going through divorce? Yeah. Um, The first lesson would have been just to cut the cord. Be done. 
Don't keep going back and forth. Sending mixed signals. I second that one. Because I was very confused. I didn't know if I wanted to be with Michael, if we could make it work. I felt guilty. Um, like, you know, I was breaking up my family. Um, so if I could do it all over again, it would have just been more of a, I'm done. I'm not coming back home. Go get my stuff. You know, we're not going to still have sex on the side or anything like that. Just we're getting a divorce. I'm done. Let's just be done. So that would have been the first one. It's just cut the cord. Um, the second one would have probably been winning an argument with your ex-husband is not as important as just being a parent. It was always, every time we argued, it would always like be a conversation that out about the kids, but then it would end up an argument about us or about why I left him or this is why you did this and this is why I hate you and blah, 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 blah. And really none of it mattered at all. So my second one would have just been just focused on being parents, just less about us, more about the kids. And then the third, I don't know. The third would probably be do more. I don't know. I I don't want to say do more things as a family, but I do admire those people who go on vacations with both sides. Mm -hmm. Like their kids get to experience family vacations with their dad and stepmom and their mom and stepdad, that kind of thing. Um, I think was something that neither of us were interested in doing until way later. And then now, you know, we've invited them on cruises and vacations and stuff like that, but I just don't know if he'd be comfortable with it, but that would be my third one is to do more things as a family, let the kids experience the fact that both parents can still love them, just not be in love and give them a more pleasant experience. All right, so here's my three. So my first one would be always choose yourself. Um, What does that mean? Kind of what you said. Just cut the cord, be done, all of that. Um, For me, I didn't always choose myself. You know, um, when I left Heather, my paycheck still went in our joint bank account. Oh, yeah, you were a dummy. I felt awful. Well, I didn't really feel awful. I can't even lie. (laughs) I felt... You felt obligated. Yeah, I felt obligated, not awful. I felt obligated because she didn't work. Um, And Gavin was there. So that's my first one. And you gave her the house, which I think was absolutely stupid. Can can I finish my list? Oh, I was on that first one still. So You gave her the house. So my second one would be read everything. Because that's how they got my house. I was giving it to her anyways. um, But in the paperwork was a quick claim deed. That I did not even know what that was. And I signed it like an idiot. Well, they kept telling you when you... Because you guys did a disillusion. Yeah. So we didn't... She, I didn't have a lawyer, but she did. Right. And we had decided we weren't going to. Um, so there was a quick claim deed in the paperwork. Not just here. This is a quick claim deed. It and was they, in the paperwork. They kept telling you not to bring Tara. Yeah. Don't bring Tara. This is a private family matter. Yeah. And I told you then something was shady. And so I actually signed a quick claim deed, which I completely still regret because... They stuck it in there on your ass. She misses house payments all the time. I don't know if she does it on purpose or... Yes, I do. I'm not, I'm not Tara. I'm not going to be nice. She I'm misses not, house payments on purpose. She fussed up your F credit. Our credit. Right. Completely. I'm not trying to be nice at all. If I didn't like Michael, I'd say I don't like fucking Michael. I mean, I'm not trying to be nice. It's just I don't have negative stuff to say. I mean... And the third one would be... Um, don't be angry. I was angry at her for a long time. Um, to the point where even when my mom was alive, I hated Christmas. Hated Thanksgiving, except for when you cooked. (laughs) Hated Christmas. Hated birthdays. Hated Gavin's birthday. Hated my birthday. I hated every holiday. I hated everything. Because I didn't get to see Gavin. So my third one would be just don't be angry. Um, last year is what probably the first year in 10 years we celebrated Christmas no we celebrated Christmas I meant with the kids yeah I mean but like since we've been empty nesters no I'm talking about like 
on Christmas. We woke up on Christmas morning and it was, I wasn't like, oh my God, it's freaking yeah. Christmas. I hate Christmas. Or when we walked through Walmart and Christmas music was playing, I wasn't like, I freaking hate this. Yeah, I hate Christmas anyway, but you used to love Christmas. And then that started and the Gavin thing and you didn't. And so you started becoming a Scrooge because to you, it was the special occasions were really hard for you. So last year was probably the first year that we didn't have you crying on Christmas. So the next question, even though both of our exes are remarried. How did you feel when Michael got remarried? When Michael got remarried, I was already married. So I was kind of relieved. I was going to say the same thing about Heather. (laughs) I was relieved because, number one, I felt like shit for divorcing Michael and not trying to reconcile and all that stuff. So I felt bad. And he was lonely. And the kids would tell me how lonely he was. And he would call or he would text me and we would wind up texting for hours or talking for hours um let me just let me just let me I just cut relieved. in so let me just tell this story this is how how a great person i am for I everybody who texas roadhouse story. wants to or no i wasn't but oh, i could i could tell no. two stories no. <laughs> so here's my story of how much i was in love with tara beth her name wasn't jones at this time Tara Beth. God, so, huh? I have no clue what you're even going to say. So we decided one day, like, I am a fly by the seat of your pants person. Myrtle Beach story. Tara is a planner. <laughs> so one weekend we decided we were going to go to the beach. So we literally loaded up our car, drove to Myrtle Beach. We had never been to the beach together, never went anywhere together. That was our very first trip. It was trip. our first trip, yeah. And so we drive to the beach, and I'm not going to tell all the details because, I mean, it was a funny trip, like hilarious trip. My window wouldn't roll back up in my truck, and Tara's a sound asleep in the passenger seat. And there was a torrential downpour. And there was a torrential downpour, so she wakes up, and I am, like, soaked from head to toe and literally had to, like, pull over. I don't even know if Michael would remember this. I don't even know. So we get to our hotel. We check in, and I'm like, yes, we're at the beach, like... Not only are we going to have, like, good sex, like, there's no kids around, nothing. Michael calls. Tara sits on the phone with him for how long, would you say? Ugh, Probably four or five or hours. four hours. That's what I was going to say. And we are hours. at the beach. And by this time, I'm literally, like, debating on whether just to pick her up and throw her over the balcony. Or say something. Or just leave. I didn't do any of those. That's how much I loved here, Beth. We got in a big old argument, though, afterwards. Oh, yeah, of course. We didn't have beach sex. No beach night. sex no. at all the whole weekend. No, no, it was a bad weekend. But at the time, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't realize, in case he would say all the time, he's doing this to sabotage your time. Like, he's starting these arguments or he's doing this because he knows you're trying to spend time with me. So if he could get your attention, then that's time spent away or spent that's a that's not with me and at the time I didn't see it that way I was just like no he's just lonely or he's mad and I have to talk to him we have four kids together I tried to stay as civil as I could and I didn't realize it was probably doing a lot more damage than anything sending a lot of mixed signals to both of us so I would have definitely cut the cord would be my thing but anyway I was relieved when he got remarried um Simply not because, like, thank God he's out of my hair. It was more of... um, That's what I thought. He, like, he deserved to be happy, too. And my thing was, once he had somebody and got to be happy, then it would have been a lot easier and a lot more civil between me and him because he wouldn't have been angry at me so much. So, when Heather got remarried, um, I found out on Facebook... um, (laughs) I think brother or sister or someone sent me a text message um, and said Heather got remarried. I was like rejoiceful. Yes, you were. I thought, oh my God, this dude is going to wreck her world. 
like on their honeymoon, she is going to become the happiest person on the face of the planet. And she's going to let me see my son. She's going to be too busy or get too busy. And she's going to allow me to see Gavin. I was completely wrong. Yeah, that her having a, a husband has not at all influenced her um, anger towards you. Yeah, not at all. At so all. that didn't work. No. So, I mean, I guess we were both relieved for different reasons. Um, I don't... I, my, I knew Michael was getting married. Michael told me about Jen when they started dating. He call, Remember that conversation where he called? Bro, he called and was like... I'm between two. Two people. One's rich. One's not rich. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm between, he said he's between two people that he really liked. He had met them both online or something. And that he thought I would really like them. And he wanted my opinion because they were going to be around our kids. They were going to date. and so Yeah, because that's what he was wanting. That was what he said. And I remember I asked him because I was such a bitch. So I remember saying something like, which one has the most money? Marry her. Or something like that. I mean, I didn't even give him the time of day to even entertain the conversation. because We I was were married just, at this time. Yeah, we were married. And I was just to the point, we were going through that custody battle and I didn't really have much time for him or to, I wasn't trying to even be nice to him. I was just, whatever. Looking back on it now... Um, we both, that was a really dark time in both of our life slash divorce slash parenting thing. And I'm sure, you know, he probably did want my advice, just like kind of, I wanted him and KC to get along because if they're going to be around your kids, it's kind of important. And we have good stories of that, but those are not podcast worthy. Yeah. So if they get along now, that's all that matters. Um, Actually, they're very podcast worthy, but I just don't tell them. <laughs> they didn't I'm always. Like, I'm talking like really leave, let it go. juicy, good podcast worthy. They did not always get along. All right. So but, that's. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, you can't really blame him for not liking you. Yeah, and I guess not. You for not liking him. So what's the next question? Um, co-parenting, which we've already discovered that or we've already talked about that. We've already answered all of those. So here's my final thought on the whole X factor. One, I'm not going to say I hate my ex-wife. She's the mother of my yeah, child. Yeah, let's, how do you feel about your ex? Let's put that out there. That was the question so that I, don't, I never. I don't hate her as in the word hate. I hate her as the person she's become because when I met her, she wasn't like that. Um, I hate that she keeps my child away from me. I think that Gavin could have lived such a better, more social, more amazing life and have had way more experiences than what he's had in Southern Ohio and Ashland, Kentucky. Um, That's how I feel. So the part that she doesn't let me see my son, that's the part I hate her. Um, I mean, she doesn't even invite you to like his little league baseball games you no know, so she like doesn't even communicate that to they me. post they That's post crazy. pictures of the stepdad like at the baseball game helping him run around the bases different things like that so if there was ever a law for alienation of affection yes, from a parent child. she definitely would have violated i would that. be a millionaire yeah she that she should be and i don't care if she hears me or not she should absolutely be ashamed of herself the way she has parented and the way that she has alienated you from your son has been 110% pathetic, ridiculous, and as a mom, she should be ashamed of herself. And I will just say that. You were a shitty husband, but it had nothing to do with the kind of father you were. You were a really good dad, and you were very close to Gavin, and she has used him as her pawn to get even with you. And I think any parent in the world that does that's a shitty parent. And that goes for mom or dad. I think you're a piece of shit for Ooh, taking... Tell us how you really feel. I do. I think you're a piece of shit if you literally take away a child's ability to feel their love and affection from a parent. So, um, I've never done it. Michael never did it. That was the one thing we both agreed on is if 
if our kids wanted to see one or the other, they got to. Even if it was inconvenient for us or whatever, yes, they could go. There was never a time where I told the kids they couldn't go to their dad's. Even when he was living in Georgia or whatever. And I'm sure now if Carmen looked at Michael and said, could I go to mom's? He wouldn't care. He would probably welcome the break. So, I mean, I just don't understand. Michael, say no. (laughs) I just don't understand how she could be that kind of mom and alienate you from your child. But that's between you and her. And I just, I don't, I don't like her. I think she's a bitch. So... You know, there's that. And that's why I think she's a bitch. Other than that, I don't care. She can be mad at you. She can whatever. I think it's what she does with Gavin. To me, makes her a bitch. So, how I feel on my ex is totally different. Um, I'm probably going to wind up having to have a conversation with Casey after this podcast. Because I will 100% say that I still have love for Michael. We have four kids together. He just rolled his eyes. We have four kids together. We were married for 15 years. How could you not? I. It's not like I love him romantically. He's the father of my children. He literally, I mean, for 15 years. We. How can you not have some kind of love and respect for someone that you've been with for that long and raised four kids together? So it's not like I love him, love him, like I would ever go back with him or anything. It's more of, I will always, all my life, have love for Michael. If he would die, I would be sad. I don't know if you would be sad if Heather died. Mm. So now you're going to ask me about that when we get off the podcast, huh? I don't really care. You've known. I've always said that, though. You have every opportunity to move back to Ohio (laughs) if you would like. No. I've always told you that no matter what, for the no rest of my life, questions asked. I will always have no love questions. for Michael. No we questions. had four kids. We no were married asked. 15 years. At the age of 18, we went through hell and back together. It just wasn't, I mean, it didn't work. I'm not in love with him. I don't have romantic feelings for him. It's not a sexual thing. I will just always have that respect for Michael. He is the father of my four kids. And I think we did a pretty bang up job doing it, all four of us. So I don't have that hate. I don't have that animosity. It's not there. I I mean, there's things about Michael that I don't agree with. There's things he does that I don't agree with. There's times where literally I cussed him in my head or out loud or whatever, but I just don't have that horrible experience that you have with Heather towards Michael. So the way I feel is completely different. I don't have romantic feelings for him. I just care about him. He's father of my four kids. If he died, my kids would be devastated. So I would also be devastated. So I don't know. I just, just, he's quiet because now he's thinking like, the hell? I'm not thinking anything. What? You've known it. I've told you for years that I will, no matter what, I will. Even you said the other day, you're just trying to be hard on the podcast. You said the other day, I still, I still wish the best for Heather. You said that. What were we drinking? It wasn't the drink of the day because it was lemonade, but you said something about you still wish the best for Heather and you were happy that she got to remarry and be happy again or whatever. Hmm. And that something about you would never wish ill on her or something. I think you're just trying to be hardcore right now. For the I was, podcast. Sounds like I was trying to be super nice. I don't know. Maybe you had like a couple drinks or something. I don't know. But I don't really think that you hate her like you say you do. I mean, no. I mean, I know. Don't give me that look. I know you dislike her, but I don't think that you loathe her. Like, I don't think okay. that you hate, hate, hate Okay. I would hope that like you would still have some kind of respect for it. I don't know. I have zero respect for her. I have zero love for her. She's a bitch, but I mean, you can still, as the mother of your child, have respect for her. I truly don't. I'm sorry. It's okay. Okay. All right. So that's the (laughs) end of our podcast. The X Factor. That was like kind of awkward. It was. Sorry weird talking about my ex and divorces and 
I don't know. That was for me. That was more awkward than talking about the infidelity. Yeah. So I'm glad we got that one out of the way. Yeah. So anyway, that was that. That was episode seven: the X factor, um, exes, divorces, and co-parenting. If anybody has any questions or comments, please feel free to email us at cupofjonespodcast at gmail.com or just um, send us a private message. We do have our own social media for the podcast now. We have Cup of Jones Podcast Facebook and Cup of Jones Podcast Instagram. Um, So get on there, follow those social medias. They'll send you notifications when um, new episodes are uploaded. And you can also DM us on those, or you can DM us on our actual private um, social media pages. So um, with that being said, I guess the lesson and goal of this podcast would be for anybody going through a divorce or co-parenting, just remember that it's not about you anymore it's not about the adults in the relationship it is strictly about the children and that at one point in time you were in love with this person enough or had enough feelings for this person to marry them and have children with them so um it's kind of important that you just remember you loved them enough to have kids with them it didn't work but the children should be the focus from now on, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, Baby daddy, husband, whatever he is or she is, um, they're still the parent of your child and the kids comes first. So um, I guess that's all I have to say. Jonesy, you got anything you need to say? Amen to that. That's all? That's it. All right. So until next time, guys. Again, if you have any hot tub, hot seat questions, you can send those to us too. We have three or four. We're not going to do another episode until we have 10. So as soon as we get to those, we will do another one and we will let you know. All right. See you guys. That's really how we're going to end. We need an ending.